Since the outbreak of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, we're seeing a lot of geopolitical upheaval. We're seeing a lot of supply chain systems being disrupted. We're seeing instances where, at least in today's model of warfare, you could say that Russia has been canceled with lots of people picking sides and denying the populace of Russia certain things, denying them services, denying them goods, economic embargoes, monetary systems used as weapons. And we're seeing a lot of the things that are going to have an impact on our future. We're going to see supply chains disrupted. We're going to see a lot of costs increase because of a lack of supply, because our supply chain systems have been set up or originally pre-COVID, they were built for efficiency, not for resilience. The impact of closures and shutdown worldwide for COVID have the effect of giving the system a shock. Well, this is also giving the system a shock. What we might see is a lot more onshoring or domestic production, domestic sourcing, where there'll be less goods exported to other countries as they'll be kept within political boundaries of a given nation. Crops and grains, natural resources, fuels, fossil fuels, metals, minerals, all these things. One of the effects we've seen just from COVID alone, as far as reducing the shocks to the system and increasing resilience in the supply chains was the establishment or the first steps of silicon chip manufacturing within United States continental boundaries. We'll continue seeing this onshoring going on elsewhere. And as we go through these shocks, some things just won't be available. And some things will be erratic, in which case we probably need to plan ahead and figure out, are there things that we get from overseas, from other countries, from places that could be affected by these things and have a little extra on hand to last us a few months, a couple years, if it's non-perishable, however long it is that we use it for, just to tide us through for the times when things are harder to source. But more importantly, the weaponization of a monetary system has illustrated, first on a micro level in Canada, how individuals, when affected by the actions of the state, can use a sovereign money, a sovereign asset, a sovereign network that does not have a centralized authority or governing body and use that as a tool to bypass these actions of censorship. And now we're seeing it at a nation state level. Nation states, Ukraine, Russia, using these same networks for their benefit. Both of them are on opposing sides to each other, but use the same monetary network, the same digital assets, the same platform. And in this, I speak of Bitcoin. It's sovereign, it takes no sides, 
it's available to all who choose to participate. It's kind of curious how, when you look at narratives, naysaying narratives, when you go back to the early days of Bitcoin, it was often chided for being a tool of criminals and drug users on the internet. And then over time, the use case evolved and more than just drug users and criminals began to adopt it. They saw its utility. They saw its characteristics and they ran with it. And now we're seeing things on a much larger scale. We look at El Salvador and how it's using Bitcoin for its benefits. We look at the Canadian, tr the Canadian truckers and their protests and how they use Bitcoin. We're looking at Ukraine. We're looking at Russia. Looking at people within those jurisdictions. And we also have other side use cases. People in, in Nigeria. People in other nations where the central leadership controls the monetary system for their benefit. Or when people protest against the acts that people in authority take for their own benefit. When people protest and the people in authority try and crack down, that network, the Bitcoin network, continues to operate. I think from here, what we're going to see is an increased adoption because the use cases of Bitcoin are being presented right in front of us. This is what Bitcoin was built for. This is where it saves us. This is where it builds a new world. Sovereign to all rejects none. The Bitcoin network. Brian, and you've been listening to Side Notes. You can follow along Tiny Crypto Blog at tinycryptoblog.com and at all the online media sites listed in the show notes. Be well, everyone. Talk to you soon.